Hi, I'm Jeff Gritman. And I'm Kristen Kist. And we're the authors of Prison Dad, a series of science fiction comedy short stories. Starring Les Gum. Yes. And today, we're here to talk to you about a little question that we have, which is, which dystopian future is the worst? Yes. Now, this is a hot topic right now. Uh, dystopian's really big, you know. Um, Apocalypse. Right. And the, what do we do when the world ends and so forth and so on. And how might it end? Right. Exactly. So let's go with um, probably the one that really kicked off the latest craze and all these things is the Hunger Games. Right. So let's talk about the Hunger Games. So what we have here is there was some kind of war. Right. And then... The rebuilding of the country was that there's like a central capital, probably in the Colorado area, I think it was. And then each district, going out from there, each district has its sole purpose. Right, which is all dictated by the capital, which is where all the rich people live and have everything they want. Richers. Yeah. And all the people in the districts pretty much live like people in medieval Europe. Right. Where they're starving and scavenging and working right. themselves. To the bone and crummy clothes, dying and... in very dangerous, risky mm-hmm. job opportunities like you know mining and you know things like that. There's like you know there's a, there's like the farm you know the like the seafaring right district Farming, and there's mining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the various districts all do stuff. And whatever they do, ninety percent of what they do goes to the capital. Right, where they have like technology that's advanced from what we have now. Right. But then, you know, the people in the districts have nothing. They don't even, they don't have cell phones. They don't even Mm -hmm. have telephones. They are pretty much like living like in the dark ages. They have TV. Right. But but limited. Only for the capital's like benefit. Right, exactly. For control. Yeah. Yeah. So what we have here is we have a future where, you know, there's one central government that really can use it to control all the people that they need their resources from to get their energy and to get their, you know, food and clothing and, and so forth and so on. So what's, what's evil about about this is is the control over the people. The the military, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're very stormtrooper-esque looking, you know, like people who just don't care. Um, you know, the, their just whole job is to keep everybody in line. Right. So I... I think this one would would suck because, you know, you really would spend your whole life just, like, working to the bone. And then, as a kid, you might have to go and and be pitted in battle against... Right. I mean, they essentially, they take sort of the strongest people in each, no, you know... they're random. They're random. Well, they're random, but I mean, it's all young people that right. have, like, the most opportunity and promise. And right. then they pit them against each other... And they they call, you know, young people. So it's like you're constantly having the Vietnam War going on. Right. But except they take women and young men. Right. Um, and only one person can live out of yeah. all the kids that they take every year. Right, exactly. So it's really brutal. I mean, any hope that the people have is taken away by the taking of their children. Correct. Um, you know, so... To, to me, you know, that it's it's really pretty bleak. But you do have some hope because you've got Katniss. Yeah, and you have a good ending. We won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't read the books or Although, seen Although, come on, guys. Movie. Come on. It's been a really long time. <laughs> there has yeah. to be a window on spoiler alerts. Didn't they cover that in Portlandia? The you know, you're episode, right. You're right. Where, like, Fred Armisen was, like, not letting people tell the endings of things that were, like, 
50 old. years old. Yeah. And it's like, come on, guys. So at the end, okay, so we'll just go ahead and, and, and ruin it for everyone. So at the, at the end, what, what we're doing here is, you know, the capital's overthrown, the Hunger Games are no more, and we're looking at a bright, kind of like a, a brighter future than the, they had. Maybe not perfect yet. Right. But, but getting there, you know, like a better situation than what they had before. And the interesting thing about the Hunger Games is that they absolutely had rebuilt, a, you know, a society. So, so you know, th- there was definitely, you know, a, an ability to recreate government. There was right. technology. There was infrastructure yeah. mm-hmm. that, that everybody could Mass use. Mass transit. Right, which, which you don't have in a lot of the other no, stories about really dystopian don't. features. Yeah. So, um, but well, let's move on down the list, and then the idea was we were going to sort of talk generally about what the storylines were, and then we were going to banter back and forth about which one we felt was right. the worst, because we had to have it, something else to compare it to. Right. right. So, uh, well, let's cover div- the Divergent series next. Okay. So here we're, you know, we're, we're in Chicago, you know, and obviously the, the Cubs won the World Series, and that that caused the... The end of <laughs> civilization as, as we know it, and once again, we, we instead of having districts that you're you're classified as young as as a certain role that you could take. Right. On. So at least it's a little bit more geared towards your personality, although it's still unfair because you you can only be like one right of the factions. You can't right. like be both or be. A but little if bit you of, are both, then you then become. Then you get rejected from society. Right. You're not easily uh, stereotyped. Right, exactly. But, and then pretty much the factions are named after words on the SATs that nobody knows what they meant. Nah. So. <laughs> um, but anyway, so th- that world, you know, at least people are getting fed, right? And yeah. people have places to live. Right. Um, you know, of course, you have to stay in your own faction, and there is the, the threat of if you don't fit in, that you'll get rejected from society. Right. And also, you can't be what's called divergent, which is when you can, you're a little bit of all things, yeah. and, you know, you can sort of overcome, you know, the, the ruling class, which is the people that put you through tests to categorize you when you're a teenager. Because you could be a threat to the, the New World government. Right. Now, the technology here is, is interesting, because it seems like the government has some, some technology, but you see, you see kind of people doing things the old way, too. Right. You definitely have, like, the agrarian folks. And, yeah. Like, you know, so there's people working the land, people that are, like, taking care of, you know, elders and families and things like that. Right. And, and everybody has, like, a purpose. But, you know, the, the nice thing is that even though it's scary if you get miscategorized or if you can overcome the categories, people aren't, like, being forced to suffer necessarily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't have, like, one ruling class that has everything where everybody else is, like, just constantly suffering. No, it is kind of split up. And, you know, it's right. just like, don't go outside the wall, don't go outside the wall. Right. And this one we won't spoil because... It's still going on. It's still going on, yeah, yeah so we won't. And I didn't read the books anyway, so... <laughs> Shame on me! Shame! I did, I did read the Hunger Games books, and that uh-huh. woman was a fantastic writer. Yes, she um, was, yeah. I'm really interested in her enjoyed... other stuff. There's just so much to read and do Yes, watch, always there is. Talk about, but, so... So that's that's the general breakdown on what happens with Divergent. Yeah, um, so we'll, we'll talk about another one that's currently going on right now, which is uh, Maze Runner. Right. Which, um, I like the, you know, I, I didn't read these. You didn't read these no. either. We didn't re- read these book so shame shame but uh you know i i like the first movie i thought it was kind of cool the same thing you know a bunch of kids again 
Yep. You know, thrusted in this, you know, what's going on in this, in this, you it's know, very planet. mysterious. Yeah. They're kind of walled planet. off. And, yeah, that's what and I'm trying to say. it's all boys, except all of a sudden there's, like, one girl. Yep. And the thing is that they have this maze that only certain of the young men can get through at night. Yeah. Um, and they no, can't, they, they have can't to go through during the, the day. They can't go through oh, right. it at night. Oh, right, they have to it go through during up. the day. They can't go through it at night because there's weird monsters in there. Yep. And everybody else is just sort of trying to live off the land. But they don't have parents. They don't know where they came from before that. Yeah, like memory memories issues. are completely wiped. But they know that there's some sort of overseeing ruling group because at, at the end, you know, the, that come in the first one. Right. You know, the town is sort of decimated because people were breaking the rules. And then, you know, the kids... So they get out of the maze, they and then the, maze. the second one, we we see that you know it, it solar flares have have turned much of the earth to to like a desert kind of landscape. Yeah, burned and even everything worse than away. that, little fingers there. Yeah, which is just really <laughs> that was the scariest part of the second one for me. I was like, oh man, if that guy's there, you're all screwed. I thought the second one was a little boring. Uh, at times, yeah, um, it's I didn't really. It's hard because you don't really understand what's going on. I right. mean, you know, there's like some mystery in the divergence, but this one, it's really like, well, what is going on? Like, is there a nice place where people live and everything's okay, and they're uh -huh. just putting the kids through this for some sort of a test? Or, you know, there's a lot of mystery going on in this one because the, you know, in the second one, they find like bodies of their friends that they thought had died, yeah. and they don't know if it's clones or if they're doing something else, and. There's this whole idea that the kids are being tested for some greater purpose, but you don't know, like, what the purpose is. And it seems like at the end of the first one, when the woman was talking about, um, you know, how they were trying to, like, rebuild the world, it seems very uncertain in the second one if what anything that she was saying was actually true. Right, exactly. that they're testing Because you meet a resistance group, and, you yeah. know, they're, like, living in the mountains, and there's some greenery, and there's some you know, water, and, you know, they're all just kind of living in, like, tents and stuff like that. Right. And then, you know, they're, they're like, a resistance group, but you don't know what they're really resisting. Yeah. Like, and then you, you know, the people that are running the, the, the trials and stuff like that are kind of, like, the evil government. So I this right. one really sucks to live in. Yeah, because, because it's so weird. It's like, you know, everybody's being drugged and confused. Yeah. And you know. And there was that weird party Alan Tunick was throwing. Yeah, what the heck's like, Alan Tunick? He's he's usually a cool dude. I mean, sometimes he can be a little sinister, but not when he was like a straight up douche. I think he plays a great villain. Yeah, but he was like really douchey in that one. He was like, you know, drugging kids and having yeah. them get kidnapped. He didn't even care. He's just wearing his velvet, you know, evening jacket. <laughs> um, so, moving on, uh, let's talk about the 100. Because the 100 is, is really hot right now. And it's so funny is I didn't realize it was getting hot right now. And I, like, seriously, like, I sent an email to one of my friends, my friend Casey, we talk about on the podcast sometimes. And I was like, I was like, wow, I'm not really a big fan of the uh, third season of 100 so far. And then, like, I get, like, Entertainment Weekly in the mail the next day, and it's, like, the hottest show on TV right now. I was like, what? So here's the basic premise of the 100, just running down, trying to do kind of a spoiler-free um, uh, overlook here, is that the 100 is, there was some kind of big... Uh, nuclear war on Earth, radiation in the atmosphere. So the, there were people on different space stations in outer space, and they kind of combined all their space stations together to create what they called the Ark. And they were all living up there in the Ark. Well, the Ark was starting to die after 97 years. So they sent 100 kids down to the planet's surface to see if they could survive. Mm. And because of the solar radiation and everything that they were exposed to in space, they could survive on the surface. Now, they get to the surface, and, 
It's, um... Will Smith's there with his kids. No, kid. no. Oh, okay. We are not going to talk about that movie. M. Night Shyamalan. So, um, you know, they, they get to the surface and they find that there are people that live on the surface. They call them grounders. Uh, there are people that live in like an old government facility, and they're like they're like the evil kind of overarching government. Do they send them boxes of dildos and snacks because they took over a government building? Like the the yeah. Oregon militia. Yeah, is that still going on? I think there's. I like think there's one, one guy. guy. One guy. Yeah, he's still holding out for the snacks. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, the. The people on the planet, I thought it was weird that they, they had a new language after 97 years. Like, they have a new their own language, so there's different factions on, uh, on the yeah. planet. Well, I guess that could happen. Yeah. The kids that get down there, you know, they, they, they find, like, a bunker full of supplies. Like, you mean to tell me that oh, these people have been living on the ground had, didn't find these supplies? You know, like, yeah. living there, for, you know, hunting and scavenging through everything. And they, they didn't find this, and these kids show up, and all of a sudden they find it. It's got uh, the guy who played uh, Desmond from Lost, but he doesn't have the accent, though, so he's not <gasps> nearly as cool. So he can't say... Penny. Penny! I love you, Penny! <laughs> um, so now we're dealing with the threat of war from another faction. But I just think, what I think is weird is that some of the structures and things that they're finding, I feel like someone had a telescope up on the space station. Someone could have seen this on Earth. Someone could have seen people moving around. Yeah. Someone could have seen fire. Someone could have seen something from outer space. And they weren't sure that anybody was living on the Earth at all, you know? Yeah, so. that's kind of weird. Because, like, if you watch The Martian, like... You know, they were watching the surface of the of Mars and then saw, like, you know, whatever. Yeah, detritus. they saw him, yeah, yep. Matt Damon left, and the, you know, the, obviously the um, satellite wasn't going over the surface at the place where he was all the time, so mm. they had to be paying attention. Yeah. So, um, the 100, you know, you, ha- you have, you, c- you could grow crops, you could, you have water, you know, there's some weird animals, like the two-headed deer they showed once. Whoa! Yeah. Like the Dharma Initiative on Lost, when there's <laughs> all those weird creatures all over the place. And now there's some house where uh, Joe from Eureka is a hologram robot. I don't know. Wow. I, I'm not really into the 100. I, I don't know. I feel like I might be losing some listeners by saying that, but um, I hope they fix it um, and and try to, you know, go back to what we once saw it doesn't always have to be about war it can be about surviving you know mm-hmm. that, that's that's my breakdown of 100 like the last man on earth he's just trying to survive mm-hmm. and drink prosecco <laughs> so we covered um we really covered the main current franchises that are out there um to to talk about but so, obviously there's been a lot of dystopian movies for yeah, in the a, past. a really long time. And we're not going to cover kids. all of them. No, because there's so many. Mm-hmm. And we're not really going to get into books, even though I could tell you some really good books about dystopian futures. But Let's keep, let's keep moving with, um, with the movies, and uh, let's talk about Battle Royale. Because yeah. when The Hunger Games was starting to get popular, a lot of people were like, oh, it's like Battle Royale. So the Battle Royale is a Japanese movie. Um... I, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it was, oh, geez, I feel like it's been about 10 years since it, it came out. It's probably been even longer. Yeah. So what we're looking at with Battle Royale is um, Japan is overpopulated, and what they're doing is they're just, they just kind of gassed a bunch of kids, and they just take them to an arena, and, um, you know, in, in the the woods, and there's random supply drops all over the place with weapons, and they just have the kids just go at it. Yeah, but essentially, is, right, they're supposed to be killing each other. This well, is their population 2000, control. So it's been oh, geez. 16, 16 years, years since it came out. So we're, um, we're dealing with a, you know, a future that is pretty much like what we have now. You know, it's just, it's just overcrowding. 
but why are we getting rid of the children and not maybe, you know, if you're looking for population control, why are you getting rid of what you were saying earlier, Kristen, with the, with the yeah. promise, people that have, could have a future and a promise and stuff I like that. I think weren't the kids troublemakers. Yeah, they were. And yeah. that's why they were sort of saying, like, we don't really need them, which, you know, I don't agree is a reasonable no. reaction to having people that are a little bit difficult because yeah. then you get into all the creepy eugenic stuff that went on in, like, the 1940s in this country. Um, you know, where the government sort of determines, well, these people aren't aren't worthy of existence, so we're going to wipe them out. Um, not really a reasonable way to, to deal with uh, overpopulation, but that's what they did. Um, you know, and it, it's very scary. It's very bleak and dark and very violent. Very violent. Um, don't ever watch Battle Royale 2. I that's just my other advice. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't. So don't watch Boondock Doc Saints too. Either <laughs> just throwing it out there because it's really awful. You wrote this in a weekend. <laughs> There's no Defoe. So um, yeah, so Battle Royale. Um, yeah, violent, bloody, just kind of like um, yeah, just you know, kids just going at it. And, right. Um, but the rest just of society to survive. is just going on along its yeah. own business. And not yeah, very. its own business. Yeah, they're just dealing with you know lack of you know food and resources and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, the next one I want to kind of conquer here is Idiocracy. Yeah, that's a fun movie. So, Idiocracy is basically, the basic premise is that the smart people stop having kids because they know it's too expensive, and the they think that the cost outweighs the benefit. But the non-educated... People are, yeah, (laughs) they are populating the world at a much faster rate than the intelligent people because the intelligent people want to just keep focusing on their educations and they don't have enough money to um, sort of pay pay for um, raising children in the way that they want to. So it's just a lot of the population becomes more dense in the area of people who are you know, not educated, but yeah. also have no interest in education, right. and, you know, they're really just into drinking the cola pop and eating the mac and cheese. So, what we're getting at here is that Luke Wilson is frozen as part of a military experiment, and he wakes up, uh, you know, sometime in the future, and there's just, there's just garbage in the streets, there are buildings that are basically tied together with giant rubber bands to keep them up, because they're falling down. You got people watching, you know, 20 TV channels at the same time. They're all, it's all reality TV. You know, there's no, there's no thought into, into anything anymore. Um, the, the president is a professional wrestler. Um, everyone's just drinking Gatorade instead of water because it's got electrolytes. Yes. They're and watering they their to... crops with Gatorade yeah. and, and they're, they're, there's a giant food shortage. So Luke Wilson is, is an average American, an average person. And when he wakes up in the future, he is the smartest person on the planet. Yes. Which, um, people can be intimidated by intelligence. So there's obviously some, like, resistance to, to his character. Right. From, from the other, from the, from the rest of the people. Essentially, like, the people are having a hard time surviving because you can't grow crops when you're spraying them with sugar and And then you know the country's being led by like a guy that used to be in wwf which is not too far off from what i think could probably happen in the future (laughs) because we already have like that yahoo trump running (laughs) and you know we had arnold uh as governor um 
And I think there was a WWF guy that was a governor somewhere. I can't remember what his yeah, name Jesse was. Ventura. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. Right. I think he passed away. Jesse right? the Body Ventura. I just wanted to correct myself. Earlier I said eugenics was a movement in the 1940s. I think it was actually earlier than that. I think it was uh, in the 20s or um, early 30s. But uh, anyway, we'll get right, into for, that some other time. Wikipedia. Yeah, just correcting myself. So idiocracy, um, you know, let, let's talk about, you know, that version of the future. How much would it suck? Well, I think it would suck, you know, because no one knows what they're doing anymore, you know? Like, obviously, the, the doctor in the beginning, he was like the Mac guy, you know, he yeah. he really didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, you don't, have, <laughs> you don't have the educated people to sort of keep the world going and to hopefully improve on it. Correct. Although, in some ways, maybe you don't have people causing mass issues because you don't have, like, those masterminds. If but you just kind of have nobody watching TV. doing anything. Right, and the danger comes if there's, like, a serious outbreak of disease or, you know, if, if the crops keep failing because there's no one to think through, like, how to make that situation better. Correct. If everyone's answers just Gatorade. <laughs> so, you know. Idiocracy, I think it would suck to live in that future. Yes. Mm -hmm. It might be funny for a while, but mostly mm -hmm. it'd be scary. Let's talk about um let's talk about Gattaca. Sure. Um I was just talking about this movie before we started the um podcast, but uh, I love this movie. I think it's just so well done. To me, it, it's like watching, you know, a really good short story played out, but, you know, just very well done. The imagery is really cool. The acting's great. Essentially, the story is that genetics, um, you know, the study of genetics has advanced to the point where people can basically go into the doctor and decide what they want their child to look like, be like, um, they can screen out any health issues that the family might have had, um, you know, so they're sort of creating the perfect race for the future. But when they do that, they're also tracking those people. So then there's uh, other children that were born um, in the natural way, and they're very looked down upon um, because they don't have that sort of controlled genetic profile. Um, and also, they're sort of removed from society in some ways because they can't have the best jobs because they have higher risks of maybe like having cancer or having a heart attack or having diabetes because those things are hereditary and they haven't been screened out. Mm -hmm. So our main character is a really smart guy whose parents had him naturally and then he has a brother who they they use this sort of genetic profiling to create and his brother is a cop and, and he is um, working at, at a a space exploration yeah. um, company, a technology company, um, because his dream is to go into space. But because he was naturally born, he has an issue with his heart right. that would prevent him from getting into space. But he has stolen the identity of Jude Law, who is a genetically uh, corrected individual who's also an alcoholic with a severe depression problem who used to be an Olympic runner, I think, but he got hit by a car, so now he's in a wheelchair. And he sort of hates life. So he's allowed uh, Ethan Hawke's character to take his his um, you know, genetic profile. They're carefully and monitoring these these people, like right. so, like you know, so they, they have live them, together. Like, right, they have him like running on like a treadmill, and they're like listening to his heart rate. Right. So here we have like the government is being like, you know, you have to be genetically engineered, right, so that we can keep an eye on you being healthy. And we and, can control you, right? And mm -hmm. the, yeah, so the scary thing is control. It's it's an interesting idea because in some ways it would be great to sort of help people to, to live longer and healthier lives by um, isolating the genes that, that, you know, lead to uh, her, you know, 
illnesses and and congenital defects um, that you obtain through heredity. But at the same time, it's very creepy and controlled and, and a little unnatural to not, you know, be having children in the he standard way. He has to scrub way. his layers of dead skin off every day so people can't identify him right. through his cells. He's to clean his workstation. He has to basically vacuum it up every day. Get all traces of hair. Think about all the DNA and... I leave all, all over my desk. Oh day. my! Hey, no, I mean you know. I hair got you this week. You like that? And, yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, it's it's a really well done movie and it's really interesting. And it's not you know people don't have miserable lives, but there's definitely like a different kind of sort of. Um, it's not racism. It's more like, you know... It uh, is racism. Well, no, because it's not defined by race. It's defined mm. by, like, whether or not you're genetically um You're in a class created. or another class. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a very, like, strong class-based system, but, but you're absolutely kept out of living in certain areas of society, and, and you right. can't move up a social ladder no. if you haven't sort of been genetically modified. Now, you know, what I think would suck about Gattaca the most, this looking at, at this future in Gattaca, is that, you know... Take someone like Stephen Hawking, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we wouldn't have a genius like Stephen Hawking in a, in a world like this. They probably would have done away with him if they, you know, uncovered him and right, no or he would just would him or, be a janitor or something, or like yeah, yeah, have some sort of marginalized job. And the right. thing that the movie also points out too is that it's not foolproof because you have Uma Thurman's character who was genetically modified and she still has a heart issue. Yes, it's true. You know, so it's like science can only take you so far, right? And you know, we shouldn't be basing everybody's hope and plans in life on you know, what, what right. genes do and that you're modified scientifically in some way. Because, and again, Jude Law, who had everything going for him but was still depressed and still became, you know, an alcoholic. And it didn't matter that he could have done anything in his life. You know, people aren't perfect. People will find a way to continue to be mm-hmm. imperfect no matter how much you modify us. I think about all the all the movies that, and TV shows that we're going to talk about on this podcast here. I think Gattaca is, is in my opinion, the best movie yeah, it's in this great. list because, it, yeah, it, it, there's so many different aspects of it that are, that are great. Yeah, it's, it's just a solid movie. Um, So, let's move on and let's talk about Children of Men. Yeah, I saw this movie. Um, it's it's very bleak and it's yeah. very interesting. Um, so we got the, a very angry, angry future. Right now, this future isn't much different than the world we have today. So basically, what's happening is that women just can't get pregnant anymore. Right. So it there's becomes too extremely much. Extremely depressing. They don't know if it's the pollution or it's GMOs or whatever it is. It's that you know something has just happened and, and women can't have babies anymore. And, and there's it, it brings war. Because people are confused, they don't know what to do. And terrified. And get, and, yeah. Eventually, you know, people are going to die because they're in the beginning. They're talking all about it's like the youngest child in the world's birthday, and he's yeah. like twenty something. Yep. So it's like, whoa, you know, we're at a point where there's no future for no. us. Yeah. If you know, if you can't have children. So um, some people just don't. Yeah, just don't. You know, people are still trying, of course. You of know. Of course. Well, <laughs> hey, <laughs> why not? Just kidding. <laughs> hey. <hello. laughs> Um, wrapping it up anymore. Um, yeah. So, you know, what we see is that, you know, as as we go through all this stuff and it eventually, you know, you you find a woman that's pregnant, there's this amazing scene, which is all just one one camera shot. And the, who's the director? It's the, the guy who did Azkaban. 
Um, oh, who was that? Alfonso. Alfonso Cuaron. That's who it yeah. is. You know, and there's this one song. It's, it's just one extremely long take of there's this battle going on. They're, they're shooting at, at, at other people. And I just want to point out that Kristen is texting during our podcast right now. Hey, I was using my phone to research things so that I could correct myself. <laughs> so Jeff wouldn't have to bleep me out later. <laughs> so anyway, um, there's this one really long take where there's a battle going on and the battle stops because there's this pregnant woman walking past all the soldiers and everyone was just in shock because they haven't seen anyone 20 years that was right that and was so pregnant. It's, yeah. the, it's the vestige of hope yes to continue i think this one is probably like the absolute least likely to occur of all the dystopian futures because as they yeah. say in jurassic park you know Nature life will. has a way of prevailing mm-hmm I agree, but it was a great movie. Yeah, it's really cool. It's very bleak and, and sad and frightening to just yeah. imagine a world where there's no little ones. Yeah. It's kind of like when I went to Penn State and you never saw kids, you know, just <laughs> saw people your own age. Eventually you kind of got weirded out by that. There was a lot of children running around Bloomsburg, I felt. But you know what else there was on Bloomsburg? Snow. There yeah. was snow from September until April. Yeah, there was a lot of snow in Penn State, too. Yep. But we're not, snow and 20 something. We're, we're not really talking about snow because we kind of covered all that in our freezy cold yeah, that was podcast fun. about cold those, those, those bleak futures. All right. all right, but anyway. Mad Max. Mad Max, yeah, that's a very bleak future. So I think Where are they getting all the gasoline from? Kind of, I mean, that's pretty much the only thing they have. They're, everybody's desperate for water. Yeah. It's a desert mm-hmm. in Australia. And we're going to cover two, three, and four. Here. We're not going to talk about the first Mad Max because that wasn't really, it was kind of future, but it wasn't like, it wasn't apocalyptic future. So yeah, you know? I mean, basically you have the end of the world. I'm assuming that there was some kind of war, but I yeah, don't think was. they really like they do. talk, the they beginning talk of about two. that. Yeah, okay, It's just on. kind of like, almost like a news footage yeah, of like, that, you know, hey, this is thing. how it ended. Mm-hmm. So it's like a decimated world where, you know, there's not water and people are using scraps of cars that they slap together so yeah. that they can traverse this desert to find water and food water, and other food, people. power. And people look super metal and scary because yeah. they Lots like, of leather. have crazy hair and wear leather yeah. and play guitars and I don't know what, <laughs> do drag racing in the desert. And But it's a pretty depressing place. I mean, you know, and there's no infrastructure anymore. There's no, no schools. There's no cities. There's no government. There's no there's place no, to shop. Nothing. Yeah, there's... Oh, so sorry. There's no Amazon. There's no Amazon.com, <laughs> which in, in and of itself alone is a reason to, like... Make the world end because mm-hmm. what would you do with your free time? Now, were you under the impression in the new one at the end that he was like mistakenly about to like try to drive across what was once the ocean? I don't know. I mean, I yeah, it's so weird trying to figure out like because they're in what's, Australia. What's left of the world? Right. They, you know, they do show people driving long distances, but you, but you never, never do see, see a horizon. City. You never see water. You, you never see, see like a city. building, like one or two buildings, yeah. but you never see a city anymore. Right. And so I know is that's just probably is how Australia new? really is. No, I'm just nah. kidding. <laughs> I've never been there. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Um, yeah, I guess things are nuked, and maybe it's been so long that that whatever was there, you know, that it's hadn't not really been that destroyed long is like, because in the first one. You know, there there was still greenery and stuff like that. It wasn't until the second one where they went the, down this, you know, apocalyptic road, and the third one with the, you know, the the Thunderdome. We don't need another hero. 
Two I men. Love Tina Turner, and I don't care. Enter. <laughs> One man leaves. <laughs> Where is everyone getting the gasoline from, though? I don't know. I mean, that, and and we know gas has a shelf life, which they've only ever brought up in Last Man on Earth. Yes, a comedy, a science fiction comedy show, which is a really good show, right? Will which we were going to talk about so that next. Funny. But yeah. but yeah, <laughs> and it was finally because you know in The Walking Dead you'll see them just like get in the car, and just turn it on and go. Hey, they hey. have to get away from those zombies. Listen, that car's been sitting there for three years. I had gas a gas can in my shed over a winter once, and I poured it into my lawnmower. The following, like, spring, and it wouldn't work. I had to clean the whole thing out. Then I went and bought an electric lawnmower. Yeah. 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 Boy. But anyway. So, yeah. Gasoline so does not last. Power. And it's not like they're making new ones. Yeah. But anyway. Um, last and Man in that, and our, oh, in that but, new Mad Max movie, everybody just sprayed themselves with, like, silver all the time. I don't know. That was about. <laughs> and chromed them, yeah. yeah chromed them up. Anyway. It was fun, though. But I oh, don't yeah, think... Oh, yeah, that's a great movie. Mad Max, Fury Road was great. I don't think it was best picture of the year. No, so, but it I was... don't know why it's in there, but uh, definitely best director, I will say. Oh, yeah, and that was a cool story. Ones. I liked that story. it was a woman that was a hero, mm-hmm. and Max was just sort of like there for the ride. Um, and cool another guy thing too, I liked but... about it is that it's it the events almost took place, for the most part, almost in real time. Yeah. Until the end, then they kind of sped up some things, and everyone needs a nap. Right. And that's another, in our first podcast we ever did, when we talked about the new Star Wars movie. That's how we felt about it, too. Like, the whole thing just takes place in a day. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, you know, a day in life. And that was that was something I thought was really cool about Fury Road, too. Yeah. Um, Last Man on Earth is awesome. A sh- awesome. It will forte. The um, world ended because of a virus, which virus. you find out, you know, as the season's going on. And, you know... The small pocket of humanity. At first, it's just Will Forte, and he's doing all sorts of cool things, which is the first time you ever see anybody doing cool things when it's the end of the world. Like, he goes and gets all this art that he loves from all the museums. He gets a T-Rex head. Yeah. He takes over this awesome house. He's like the Oval Office, and, uh, like, like carpet. Yeah. And... He, like, drinks all the tequila. He's, like, <laughs> trying to have a good time, even though it's kind of depressing because he doesn't have any friends. And he does what Tom Hanks does. Um, he makes, you know, he, a Wilson. He makes fun of cats. Away. Remember, he's watching Castaway because he's like a generator. Right. And then he's watching Castaway, and then he's like, who would do that? And then it's like six months later, he's got like an army of like volleyballs he's that he talks to. to. And then eventually, uh, a woman shows up, and she is not what he thought Kristen Satchel in, from The Daily Show but, and Flight of the Concord. But it's like sort of his only Bob's option, burgers. so he ends up marrying her, and then shortly thereafter, January Jones shows up, which mm-hmm. obviously she's beautiful. Um, so he, you know, has jealousy. conflict yeah. about, well, did jealous, I make but... the right decision? She's talking about how and bad then... she wants to get laid. She's right. like, oh, but you're married, and he's like taking his clothes off. Pretty and... much. And then they start meeting more and more people, and, and right. then we're not going to give everything away, but, but you know, it's... there's funny conflicts because... because they're you know, Will, Will Forte's character, you know, he was so in control, but then he's, he's just this rapid descent in insanity, and he can't see... It seems like he's uh, complete Murphy's Law. Yeah, everything that go, could go wrong does go wrong for him. To yeah. the point where even, like, they found out his real middle name, his real name, his and that's Tandy, what they call him by. Because yeah. Yeah, another Phil he, Miller shows up. Yeah, he was calling himself Phil Miller, but really his name is Tandy Miller, so then they started calling him Tandy, which he hates. Um, I think it's funny because I know a guy at work named Phil Miller who's a really nice guy, but in this show, <laughs> pretty much all the guys that show up 
keep being named Phil Miller for a oh, while. Um, but now there's not. Now there's other names. Um, but it's a really fun show because, and it's interesting, because there's some moments that are really, like, sad and scary. But for the most part, it's very, like, lighthearted and funny. But they're facing, like, real issues. Like, what happens when you have a medical issue? There's yeah. no doctors. No. You know, what happens when the food runs out? Yep. They have to figure out how to grow and it. And now they're dealing now with they the gas running out. So, right, so yeah. they're trying to harness solar power. But the people don't really know the technology because no. they were just regular people. Yeah. They weren't like the top scientists I couldn't in the string world. up a thing of solar panels. Me either. I was like impressed by everything that they were trying to do. And, you know, and, and they're running out of food. They're running out of Prosecco, which is a real yeah, bummer. They really like their champagne. Yeah. So what I, what I, I love the show. I, I really do. And it's silly. And in science fiction, which is, you know, if you like that kind of stuff, you should check out our books, uh, prisondad.com because we write science fiction comedy books. Right. But, there is this sub-story, which is only every, like, three episodes, and it's only about four minutes of, of Jason Sudeikis playing Phil's brother, and he's stuck on the International Space Station all alone. Right. And he worms. knows, yeah, nobody else is down there, and he's running out of supplies. Right. So, like, is, will he join the show at some point? Will he leave there? Are they going to leave him up there? So, but that storyline right. is so serious... And the show yeah. is so silly. It is, except the last episode was really serious. Which, I, if if you haven't seen it yet, I won't spoiler alert that because I don't know how long it's been out. But one of there's a, a medical issue that one yeah. of the characters has, and it it gets it's kind of scary, you know, and kind of sad. Is that the same episode where like he blew up the yacht? He has Christmas present to someone. He's like, I got you a yacht, and then he blew it up. Yes, yeah. I think so. But anyway, that part was really but, funny though. <laughs> yeah, well, it's but still, but is the medical funny. issue. Yeah, it was the appendix, right? Yeah. Yes, was, yeah. Because yeah. because that's the that's the great thing about the show is it's like it's like what would real people do in this situation? They're not going to be depressed all the time. They're going to try to make light of it. They're going to try to still enjoy their lives and, and be really funny drink and silly. A lot. They, well, yeah, because they can't work. Um, they they try to amuse each other. Um, they try to rebuild a society um, and and try to punish people appropriately. And it's it's a really interesting look, I think, at um at humanity. I and, think but this it's fun. is a great a fun dystopian future, though. Oh yeah, because I think it is. it's people that I'd want to hang out with and yeah. know. And then it's an adventure to try to figure out like how do we rebuild this and and can we rebuild this? So now what we're going to be seeing coming up is that you know we we got somebody's somebody's pregnant, and right. they're going to have to start planting food. They're going to have to start growing food from seeds yep. and and yeah, everything else in in the supermarkets wear, wearing off and and um, and rebuilding power infrastructure mm-hmm. and and probably government infrastructure and, and education. Yeah. Okay, I mean because the world. The world didn't end in the in the in the way that like their things were destroyed. It no. was just all the people. It was were just like by yeah, the virus. people just like everyone was like at home sick. The roads are clear. The buildings didn't burn down. Right. There wasn't a nuclear war. It was just it was just like in the, in the blink. Everybody everybody right. you loved and you cared about just vanished. Yeah, kind of which is kind of like the stand, which was a oh, yeah. TV movie, but a really fabulous book and an excellent. Book. Um, yeah, where everybody died of this virus and there were just a core couple of groups of people yep. and trying to recreate society and you know with the remain things that remain you come see me Stu you and all your friends okay mother Abigail <laughs> we're going dark up. man's coming so uh let's now let's... I want to watch the sand no. <laughs> sure um okay so a kind of a, a fun one that we'll cover really quick was uh Wally so Wally was Pixar Pixar is always great um, Wally was just like a trash compacting robot, and we found out that the Earth was basically 
polluted and covered in garbage and people stopped caring. And, you know, while he's there and he's cleaning up the planet, another robot shows up, discovers that, hey, there's stuff growing here. And then, you know, Wally and, and the other robot, Eva, they get taken up to the spaceship. And you see what's become a humanity is that they have become just lazy. They don't walk anymore. They're all in, like, these, like, kind of, like, hover beds on this giant, like, cruise ship kind of spaceship, you know, flying around the galaxy. Yeah, basically, like, what my parents said to me when I was a kid playing on the computer was going to happen to people if they didn't get off the computer, <laughs> that they'd just turn into flat Drinking flat soda, giant 64-ounce sodas all the time, and <laughs> eating junk food, and, and yeah, it was everything your parents said that would happen to you, and, uh, you know, so that... You know the the Wally future look just looked uncomfortable when when you see the people and you're just like ah gross and depressing yeah but but still it was a fun movie because it was a great ending yeah, um, plus little robot movies with the, for kids are always a good time so Planet of the Apes we'll talk about next and we're apes we're we're going to um, exclude the Marky Mark Tim Burton oh yeah oh yeah Planet I totally forgot Apes. about that movie good sorry Tim Burton so but. The two new ones, and, and the new one coming out, go, they're in sync with with the 70s, or 60s? I think 60s. Yeah, 60s. I want to say 60s. 60s and 70s. Kind Get of. your hands off of me, you damn, damn dirty, dirty ape. ape! So, what we're looking at here is a future that, you know, if you think about the timeline, your sister and I, remember, we broke this down one time. And oh we, yeah, my we, sister loves We could not... We can't, like, figure it out. We It doesn't make sense because at some point, you know, you have the future and you have the apes and you discover that the world's, you know, been ravaged by nuclear war. But then at some point they take the apes back in time to be, like, people's, like, servants. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. And, the, and, then, and then from there they rise up. But Just, The original one was 1968. 68, I was right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if, if you look at the, the first... I'm sorry, if you look at the newer Planet of the Apes movies, mm-hmm. now we see the ape uprising. We saw that, you know, James Franco created this thing to try to cure Alzheimer's. Right. But it was actually, it, you know, they tested on these monkeys. and it, I'm sorry, apes. Apes. And it made them, like, super intelligent, super strong. Right. Um, you know, and they, they could... they could. Um, and then they got tired of people's crap. Yeah, like me. And they threw their poop. Mm, no. Oh, wait, they do that now. Yeah. As they are. That's true. So, you know, we saw that in, so we saw that in Rise, and then Dawn, or, no, I'm sorry, we saw that in Dawn, and then in, in Rise, we saw, like, you know, they're organized, and they're living in, like, shelters out in the woods, and then we have, like, pockets of humanity who, you know, because this virus now is, was, you know, uh, the virus went, um, that made the apes super intelligent, it wiped out a lot of the population. Right. So what we're seeing is we're seeing pockets of kind of, like, like resistance living Oldman. in Gary Oldman. Yeah. So, you know, there's going to be some time passes before we see, you know, to link it into the, the movies from the 60s and the 70s, which each one gets increasingly lower budget and lower oh, yeah. budget. Yeah. At one point, they're, like, basically wearing, like, monkey masks yep. from, like, some Party city. cheap Halloween store. Yeah. yeah. They, they have, like, the little uh, string around the back. <laughs> it's not even, like, a full mask. Like, hey guys, we're apes. No, you're you're not apes. Come on, guys. So in a, in an ape overrun future, I think it's gotta suck. I think it's gotta suck. Yeah, I mean, especially if they enslave humans mm-hmm. and you know they're used to living in the wild. We're not right. I'm not right. No, 
you know, but I don't know. I mean, maybe I wouldn't want to live there, but I could understand that apes and monkeys probably don't feel too amped about living in our world sometimes when we, you know, we're, we're focusing on the people on you and I thinking about what I'm just saying. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be a monkey in this world. Um, but yeah, I mean, no, it, it wouldn't be a fun place to be. Although, you know, they do recreate society. Um, they, you know, become doctors and they have a language. So if they were assimilating humans, maybe it wouldn't be the worst place in the world to be, but still, uh, it gotta be rough. I, I 110% agree with you, friend. So, um... Listen to me very carefully. Oh, right. Oh, we forgot about you. Yeah. Yeah, that's another dystopian future that was pretty... I'm a Terminator. Right. So, um, Terminator... (laughs) So we're not really going to be talking about, you know, Terminator 1, 2, 3... No, we're talking about the world that they live in. That's we can try to talk about salvation. salvation which, yeah. once again, crap, Kristen and Janai are the only people that like Terminator oh. Salvation. My sister liked it too. I, I saw think, it with her. I don't want yeah. to speak for Casey, but uh, we like. I like. I like Salvation. I like seeing the world that they're in. And I gotta yeah, say, yeah, I was always so curious about that. Watching the old yeah. ones because it's like, well, what you know, you only ever see flashes of it with like you know, you know, Terminator heads Trust and skulls. Me. Yes, here and there, but like to actually be in that world for a little while, where you're seeing, you know, um, you're seeing Kyle Reese and you're seeing um, John John Connor, Connor, like actually putting the resistance together and trying to figure out like how to attack these robots and make no one really wanted to listen to him because he knew too much, right? You know, like he really didn't like know too much. You see, you see, you saw John Connor really as as kind of like a grunt almost, and Mm -hmm. and he's like listening to his mom's like old tapes she made him and stuff like that, and you know. I think this future is really going to suck because you're living underground. Oh, it's so depressing. You know, you are constantly on the run. that you're fighting against. So there's no way to appeal to, like, the common, you know, emotional structures that even when you're talking to a crazy person, you can appeal to. your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Hey. (laughs) No. No. Can't have those things. But, like... You know, there's absolutely no way to to reason with a robot. You know, and like I always say, which I think I brought up in one of my other podcasts, is it's, it's a great if point. If the robots won, what the heck is the point anyway? Because robot Audrey. What do robots even do? Bring the they, lube. they don't care about eating good food. They don't care about drinking things. They don't need to have, you know, hope about anything. They don't need to, you know, reproduce. They can reproduce, but like. You know, it's only just creating more robots, and what is the point? They have no dreams or hopes or aspirations. So once they killed all humanity, like, do they just shut themselves off? Because it's like, this is boring. I don't know, but I'm just saying. They don't, you know, they might have some consciousness, but it's not, like, there's no point. Anyway, that just always makes me think. Uh, you, you, you are right. Sticking, so, oh, okay, so, I yeah, I would not like the Terminator... World, uh, being on the run from the robots, and you know your, your weapons really aren't doing much good against them, and stuff like that. You know, I think uh, I think it kind of sucks. Uh, Terminator Genesis, we kind of we saw the beginning. You know, we saw the future in the beginning. We kind of saw the, what we thought would be the end of the war in a big offensive, but then it, it turns out it wasn't really because they were sending 
somebody back in time. And to then Doctor Who was yeah, and yeah. Who knows yeah, the timelines get all crazy. Eventually, it's like I don't even know what's it happening. It kind of made sense up until the new one, which I guess it was a reboot, which is why we talked about it in our reboots podcast. Right, we've already covered this, but anyway, the Terminator future would be pretty crappy to live in. So sticking on the Arnold, the only thing that's good about it is that you could change it. You know, yeah, that's that's, true. that's, that's true. the one thing because you can go back. So if we talk about Total Recall in the in this in this too. Oh so yeah, we love Total Recall. We love this movie, and we're not talking about no. Don't even talk about Colin Farrell. That doesn't exist. That never happened. I am Quaid. Yeah, so, you are Quaid. <laughs> So with Total Recall, you know, um, there is this, you know, the people on Mars are being controlled by the corporations. Right. And they're working, you know, just, just for the corporation and mining and... And, and sort of being, like, tortured in some ways because yeah, they are. their, you know, oxygen is metered out. So, so they're mutating. Mutations. Yeah, they're mutating because that yeah. they have, they have, you know, the lack of oxygen. And so, you know, Arnold's there trying to figure out who he is. Right. Because his memory and, was wiped. Right, and, and Earth, you know, Earth still exists. People are working there. There's cool technology that allows you to take vacations by sitting and virtually, like, checking something out, which I'm sure probably most corporations would prefer that their employees took vacations in that manner, you know, where they could just sit for a couple hours and watch something Let's and then have memories, but really just have to go back to work. Um. <laughs> but... Aliens? Yeah, there's aliens and things. Well, the aliens built the machine, right? Right. We can spoil Total Recall because it's been out for like yeah, come on, guys, twenty five years. Come on, maybe even longer. Don't bullshit Don't, me. <laughs> Don't bullshit. Um, but anyway, you know, it's not the worst future because people are still living sort of normally on Earth, and you know, even though you might have to marry Sharon Stone and she might beat you up, um, <laughs> consider this a divorce. <laughs> Don't bullshit me. <laughs> Um, it's still not, it's not the worst one, unless you're on Mars, and it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's pretty rough on Mars. But, you know, but Mars had a great, shows up, a great... he regulates it, and... Yeah, and the ending, you know, could, could spell more promise for Mars. Right, exactly. You know, rights for the miners, and, and stuff like that. So, um, Total Recall, not so bad. No. You know, Terminator, really bad. Yeah. And then, uh, the, the last one we want to talk about is, we want to talk 12 Monkeys, but we want to talk movie... Yeah, and I never not, watched the TV show. I did, and I, I really feel like they're digging themselves in a hole yeah. with it. I feel like, I, I, I was originally under the impression that it was going to be a one, it was going to be one season. Yeah. And then as I'm getting closer to the end of the season, I was like, wait a minute. Yes. But it does have one of my favorite, now, science fiction actors, which is, um, he was, uh, the guy's name is eluding me at the moment, of course, because it always happens to me, but he was Alvarez on Oz. And he was Charlie on Fringe. Um, oh, jeez, I think Google. Rat Tales. So, with 12 Monkeys, you know, first off, it's Philly. Yeah. So, And you know, one of my favorite performances by Brad Pitt. He is so much fun to games, watch. Games, games, games! So weird and silly. I liked, I liked it even better than Fight Club, and I really liked him in Fight Club, too. Fight Club as well. There's no Fight Club sequel. What? I'm, yeah, I didn't fight club as well. <laughs> so Bruce Willis. Uh, so we we have a world that that's that's ravaged by a disease. No one really goes to the surface. Everyone's just kind of like. Oh yeah, that guy. I love that guy. He's so good on Oz. Charlie Francis, I think his name is. It's not his name. Oh no, that's his name on, on Fringe. Sorry. Yeah, it's Kirk. Kirk Acevedo. Yes. 
Yeah, he he was really good on on Oz. Anyway. And Fringe, but yeah, he yeah. Yeah, I have to watch some more Fringe. Oh, yeah, you never finished Fringe. That's like my favorite sci-fi show of like the last. I know. Well, no, I bought them all on awesomeamazon.com. Amazon plug. Um, but I still have to. I watched the first three seasons, so I I have the rest. Two to go. I think it was five years. Yeah, the the last season. I have the whole box set, so I'm gonna watch them all because I really did like that show. It's just at the time. Is this like when you're gonna finish painting your ceiling? Like you're gonna wait for like a snowstorm. Listen, buddy. Can we get back to 12 Monkeys? Yeah, fine. So, um, the, the basic, the, the premise of 12 Monkeys is, let's send Bruce Willis back in time to prevent the disease, or figure out when the, the disease gets, gets loose. Right. And he's kind of, he's, he's following an incorrect lead, which is interesting. Right. Because he, he thinks it's this terrorist organization, but the terrorist organization just wants to, like, you know, and they're and following like the wrong guy too. Yeah. Like so, you know, these people just want like animal rights. Right. And he he realizes, you know, that he actually saw the the release of of the disease when he was actually a very young boy too. Right. Just, right, you know, right. 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 I feel right, like right. I can totally spoil this because it's been yeah, out it's for been, like that's a really old. It came out. I think I was in high school. I don't know. Probably. To the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna Google everything here. So, Twelve Monkeys Future Living Underground is dirty. It's nasty. It's sweaty. Anyone goes to the surface dies. Um, you and know, Bruce... disease. Disease is always scary. Mm-hmm. I'd like. Yeah, but him running around. Ninety-five. Ninety-five. So yeah. Okay. Was... Yeah. yeah a long time ago. I. That would I would have been a freshman in high school. You've been a junior. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um. So. 12, yes, 12 I will Monkeys than Future... Jeff. In case you didn't get that. Ha ha ha. Um, 12 Monkeys Future sucks. Yeah. The time travel seemed like it was very stressful. Oh, yeah. And, and how they had the tracker in his tooth. Oh, man, that grossed me out so bad when yeah. he had to pull his tooth out. Yeah. Oh, yuck. Raw. Ugh. Now, there's a bunch <laughs> of other movies. Obviously, we didn't cover today. Um, uh, you know, Boy and His Dog is is one yeah. out there, you know. And um, the oh. one I just recently watched was a Turbo Kid that was a lot of fun. Uh, check that out. That's on Netflix streaming, so that, that's a lot of fun. Remember that weird one we watched with Don Johnson? Oh, what was that? Remember that? And he it was like future, and there was like that. No, machine. that is it. That is. Is that a boy in a song? Yeah. Okay. Turbo Kid had like a. It was like it was like if the world ended in the eighties, so like everything he had was like eighties uh, yeah. retro. Yeah. So that that was cool. There, obviously, you know, there's robot. the stand. Someday we'll probably just do a whole podcast on the stand. Yeah. Um, or maybe, maybe just Stephen King movies. There you oh, go, yeah, guys. Hey, there you go. There, there's some future. Future podcast. We, we try to stick away from um, zombies in this podcast because mm-hmm. we don't feel like zombies are really in, ever so much in the future. Yeah. We feel like zombies are always present day. And that's like the world ending. It's not after the fact. Right, of yeah. How do you deal with That's them. right, the dystopian aspect. We're looking for right. dealing with the world at ah. continuing. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Because obviously then you'd have like The Walking Dead and mm-hmm. I Am Legend, which is really a vampire movie, but okay, still lots of vampires. Yeah, yeah, um, I get you. You know, there's tons of other movies we probably could have talked about. We were talking about the most salient ones that people will probably have, have seen. Yeah, we try to really go for some main, mainstream stuff. Yeah. So, if you like dystopian movies, my advice to you is go watch Turbo Kid on Netflix. Fair. I'm going to go eat some pizza right now, and then we're going to go see Deadpool. Yes! I'm amped. My sister just told me it was awesome. 
cool. Yeah, that's the word on the street, reviews. guys. Maybe we'll just do a podcast on Deadpool because I'm hearing it's really rad. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think it would be a great podcast idea. It would be um, the the rise now of the R-rated superhero movie. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. because now Old Man Logan is going to be rated R. The next, the last oh, Wolverine yeah. movie is going to be rated R. Old so, Man that's what's going to be. No, that's what's called. Really? No, it is not. Wolverine, Old Man Logan. But that's that's how it is. It's the comics, that's like... Alright, I believe you. This is really funny. <laughs> Do you read any news? I don't like news. Ah! I like pop culture news. That's but what I we're reading, though. No, I didn't, didn't read see that? that anywhere, no. No. Maybe I'm just too depressed about Batman versus Superman still. Don't go see this movie. I'm not gonna see that movie. Oh, Old yeah, Man it's Logan. called Old Man Logan. That's hilarious. I think you <laughs> should. I think you should take some time now to apologize and tell people how great I am. Um. Well, okay. This time you knew more than I did about what was <laughs> And mostly you're pretty great. Oh, mostly. But yeah. Until next week, our our faithful listeners. May the force be with you. Yes. Yeah, stay classy. <laughs>